Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title. A Communication in the Cave. Heavenly Father, we come into you in prayer, Father God. We, we ask you, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us everything that you have in store for us, Father God. Leave nothing out. We ask you, Father God, that if there's anything that separated us from coming into your presence, but by your grace, Father God, you would, you would wash us clean, Father God. If anything separated the Holy Spirit from being the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Father God, and he's standing out there beside us, for I will never leave you nor forsake you, Father God, and you're right there. We ask that a hundred foot tidal wave of the Holy Spirit, that we actually see that and we just stand there in awe and amazement. It just rises up behind us and just crashes down into our life, overfilling and filling us with the Holy Spirit, just rolling up on the shores of our life in each and every aspect of our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, wherever you see fit, Father God. Leave nothing now. praise you and thank you for life, Lord. Deliver us from ourselves and our sinful nature. Deliver us from our enemies and we pray for our enemies that you would bless them magnanimously. You would set them free and bring salvation to their lives. Bring amazement and wonderment to them and joy, compassion and let your grace fall upon them and their families to come. We pray for our soldiers deployed the family members of the soldiers, the grandparents, the parents, the children, Father God, the cousins, the aunties, the uncles, Father God, we pray for all of them. That you bless them, Father God. Make them fruitful and prosperous, Father God. Spiritually, physically, financially, and mentally, emotionally, wherever you see fit, Father God. Let the cup overfill. We pray, Father God, that people are dancing around and parading around in life that you can bring that fairy tale to them and let it come true. Let them click their slippers together, Father God, and let them walk into destiny with a smile on their face, knowing that God, the God of grace, the God of angel armies, is right behind them, with them. And you will never leave us nor forsake us, yea, you uphold us. You will give us the desires of our heart. You're not a genie, you're a God. There's nothing too impossible for you. You will not be mocked. We could ask you for anything. We are not going to sit on the sidelines and be afraid to ask you for a fairy tale life. We praise you and thank you for life itself, Lord. Help us to not take for granted the small things that are very big, the little things. Help us to not worry about minute things that are really not that big of a deal, but we we blow it up into some big problem and then we end up arguing it causes strife in our lives, our marriages, our relationships. Set us free, Lord. Let's be full of joy and compassion, Father God. We just praise you and thank you for life, Lord. Anything that could be held against us by Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts in the courts of heaven, Father God, absolve, absolve and acquit us from any charge. 
we ask for a legion of angels to come, Father God, and fight off the, all the demonic forces that are building strongholds in our marriages, our lives, our relationships, our schooling, our college, our jobs, whatever it may be, our ways of thinking. Rip them from those walls and throw them down and cast them where they need to be, Let the, wherever you see fit, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Have them subdue and submit them to where they would be, all those demonic forces in Jesus' name. We praise you and thank you for life. In nomine Padre, the Fili, the Spirito Santo, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Breathe into this message and breathe into us, Father God. If there's any theological error, we pray that you make it straight. If there's any error in our ways of thinking, complaining, the propensity to complain, propensity to, to look at things negative and have that negative mindset, wash us clean, straighten us out, Lord, straighten it out, make it straight. Any error in our seeing, our vision, our hearing, straighten it out, Lord, in Jesus' name. So why are you here? Elijah has had a has had a, a perform has had and and performed you know his share of miracles. He he is he is bold and bodacious, has strong convictions, and uh, you know is is a man of power. He has torn down idols and challenged the prophets of Baal. He has seen God's hand over his life and knows he belongs to God. Elijah's life was not always in a cave. Just like we are not always in a cave. The arc of life is, is very interesting. It's, it's like a well-written story that's filled with highs and lows. And high and low moments. And, and, there, and there is a flow that is recognizable by seasons in our lives. God has given us uh, our, our own life arcs. Our own life's arcs as part of his method to applying pressure. To applying pressure that we might begin to bear, you know, to bear shape. To bear shape because he is the potter and we are the clay. And like Elijah, a lot of, a lot of you run beyond. You run beyond human capacity, human capability because God has anointed you to get things done. That is why when you find yourself in a situation, it, it, it is troubling. You are used to running at a bionic pace, but now you are shut up in a cave and don't know what to do. You know, even though things have opened up and we're not all on lockdown anymore, some of us are still in a cave. We're back to work, but we're still in that cave. Things haven't opened up inside. It bears the question, why are you here? Why are you still here? Why are you still in the cave? Why has God allowed this season in your life to occur? We are all in a place right now that is foreign to us and, 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 and our lives have been disrupted and are still being disrupted. But why? Why are we all here? Why are we here right now in this cavish kind of kind of world though things may have opened up like I'm saying but we're all still in a cave we're back to work but it's not the same it's not the same thing we're not even the same people maybe 
for the most part. But why are we still here? But why? Why do you think God has, has us here at this very moment? The entire world was shut down. God had stopped the, the whole world and, and gotten our attention. And, and we were in a, in a holding pattern. In a cave, if you will. Maybe some of us are still there. Could it be that we were so busy doing God's work that, uh, that we, we didn't have time to talk to God about the work? Could it be that, that we were so busy you know, doing the work of the Lord that we, we, we lost our relationship with the, with the Lord of the work? We, we lost our relationship with the Lord of the work. Maybe God is shifting you know, your life in another direction and, and you needed time to recalibrate. Why are you here? Why are you still in a cave? Like Elijah, we have found ourselves in a cave isolated from society although God God did not design us to be uh, disconnected being in solitude you know because being in solitude uh, eliminates intrusions uh, you know and allows it allows God to minister to us you know and some of us are still getting that and, and able to, to get that you know in these moments of detachment and and continual detachment even if we feel like we're still in a cave so, so grasp onto that and, and know that in these moments, the detachment uh, from our routine behaviors, let, let us train ourselves to take heed where the Holy Spirit beckons our attentions. To take heed. Amen. Maybe God's trying to tell us something. You know, in that isolation, we are not designed to be alone. And some of us, we, we got comfortable with that. We got comfortable of, at, at being uncomfortable. The only thing that God says was, was, not a, was, was not good during the creation of man was for him to be alone. Still, the, there, there are people on this earth that are alone. There are people that, that are with someone right now. And, and even though things have opened up and we're right back to work, we're doing things, you're still alone. We're still alone. There are people that are with someone all over the world and are still alone. You know, if you looked at uh, uh, Cigna's 2020 Loneliness Index, notes that three in five United States Americans report a, president, a, a, a persistent sense of loneliness. A seven-point jump from the previous 2018 the 2018 study it's a it's a it's a seven point jump in a two-year time span there's been an, an approximate 61 percent increase of loneliness among Americans and that's just Americans there are people all over the world imagine the numbers the horridness of those numbers and the reality of them being real numbers not you know not made up we have more ways to connect now than, than ever before through our social media platforms and our mobile devices, yet the feeling of loneliness is at an all-time high. Isn't that nuts? People just scroll right by and we're forgotten, it seems. 
over and over and over and over. Scripture over and over. Scripture records that that many instances people were were left alone, including Abraham, Jacob, and Jesus. We, we encounter many things, you know, alone. Many things alone, even if they were, uh, even if you're around other people, or and other people are around. It is in that isolation that God begins to deal with us. Elijah has called fire down from heaven and destroyed 450 prophets of Baal. He, he is a warrior and is a fighter. He was so fierce that he got the attention of the kings and the queens and the powers including Jezebel who threatened to take his life within a 24 hour for killing those 450 prophets. Elijah took flight. Elijah took flight. Man, he ran so fast that, that he outran a chariot. He ran so fast that he found himself in a moment of despair under a juniper tree questioning his own sanity. Like Elijah, this last year and this year even has been, has been it, it, it was slow, but last year was so busy. And you have to outrun chariots. Or is it that this year is so busy now, it's got, it's got so busy because things opened up now, it's like you have to outrun chariots and then at a moment of vulnerability, you found yourself despaired. Despaired of life. It, it, you know, it, 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 took, it took so much energy to get where you are. You know, it took so much energy to get where you are and that you never had time to rest and you're still tired. You had to overcome obstacles, even encourage yourself to get to this place. You, you, you have to run, you know, you have to run, you have to run, trying to make it to work and, and now you crash. Exhausted and you find yourself in a cave again. Or you never got out of that cave. Isolation has a tendency to affect people in psychological ways. Studies show that isolation can have a negative effect on the brain where it can cause brain damage. If a person is not, you know, prepared for it, I mean, it's just common right there. Isolation without proper training can cause the brain to shrink and the memory to cease, you know, normal function. Caves cause isolation. And most of us are not trained on how to deal with the isolation. most of us we're not trained and that isolation can be difficult and it's difficult right now Proverbs 18 says loners who care only for themselves spit on the common good and Psalm 62 is saying my help and glory are in God granite strength and, and safe harbor God so trust Him absolutely, people. Lay your lives on the line for Him. God is a safe place to be. Amen. So if you find yourself in that cave, if you find yourself in a cave right now and you're just, you feel so lost, don't forget that the miracle of isolation. When God asked Elijah why he, he was in the cave, God already knew why he was there. God allows, 
God allows Elijah to do a self-evaluation and becomes Elijah's counselor. Elijah begins to recount his past, his life, his enemies, and he continues the, the rhetoric of, about his uh, current state of affairs. He rehearses his accounts and comes to the conclusion that he has lived his life and he's lived his life under a threat. For most of us, when we recount our lives, we realize that while we, we, we've survived, we have lived most of our lives under a threat. It is not easy to live knowing that there are those that seek your life. Elijah has, has lived most of his life on the run, and now he is stuck in a situation he cannot get out of. He's been able to escape every other situation, and God had always sent a miracle on his behalf. But it is always uncomfortable, you see, it's always uncomfortable to be stuck when you have always been able to escape. Psychologists, uh, psychologists have concluded that this is, uh, th that it is not isolation itself that is damaging, but the perception of of isolation that takes, uh, you know, that takes its toll. Perceived isolation is a thought to be as twice as harmful as actual isolation. Like Jacob, we wrestle when we are alone. The real question becomes, who are you? And who are you alone? The word, you know, the, 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 the word wants to, to get you you know, to, to, you know, the word wants to get you who you, uh, who you are and, and no one's looking. The word wants to get you who you are when no one's looking. The word wants to deal with your uncertainties, your, your uncertainties and your, and your vulnerabilities. It's okay that you uh, call down you know, <clears throat> it's okay that you uh, can call down fire from heaven and preach and preach the paint off the walls and sing like angels. This is not about your gift or your talent. This is about you. Elijah's disdain for his uh, position in the cave inserted that he felt he should not have the, to experience what he was going through. And when he said, I, even I only, am left, God begins dealing with Elijah from that perspective. How wonderful, how wonderful it is to know that God always knows where we are. In those moments of isolation, when God is revealing yourself to you, He is also revealing Himself to you. He is more present in your uncertainties, in your insecurities, in your vulnerabilities than He is when we feel as though we have it all together. Although devoid of human interaction, Elijah was never alone. He was talking to God. He was talking to God who was in the cave with him. The miracle of isolation is you are never really alone. So if you're still in that cave, if you still feel isolated, know that you're not alone that God is with you. God loves you. God chose you.
if you can uh, um, embrace the uncertainty and, and I don't know what's going to happen next and the scales of no matter what lane we're in, as long as we're in God's way, it's whatever. And then we're like, well, I'm confused, God. And you still have to make the choice, but God will give you, that. He will show you that, that He will show you again. Like, okay, we see, well, what job is it? And it's like, well, it's whatever job. As long as you're in God's lane, it's whatever. But what is it? How do I get out of this cave? And it's like, it's, it's whatever. But if you need God's help, then call on Him and he will, you will still have a choice to make now. God will not make the choice for you. Often God will not make the choice for you. You still have to make a choice. But you will see that you can still make the best choice because God can give you clarity to see what is the, what is the best. And, and, and you know what's in your heart and you'll see it. And He'll give you the clarity and a clear crystal picture where you can see, okay, yeah, that's what I need to do. Because the desire's in your heart and God put that in your heart. And you know what you can do and what you can't do. But whatever you choose, God is for you, not against you. So whatever you choose, it's whatever. And it's still okay. As long as you're in God's way, you're good to go. So don't stop fighting, don't stop swimming, don't start jogging, don't stop running, don't start stop this battle of being a Christian, of seeking, you know, seeking Jesus, being, being God seekers, being truth seekers, being followers of Jesus. Don't quit, hold fast, keep going. Don't think, well, I shouldn't do this. Study, get plugged into the Word of God, look closer, take a closer look, evaluate it, look a little bit. Oh, you're crunched for time? That's okay. God will help you. You'll know what to do when you need to do it. And like the story, was, was God in the wind? Or was God in the hurricane? Was, was God in the earthquake? Was God in the fire? No, God wasn't in, all of, in any of those things. He was in the still, small voice. Will you let him speak to you today? I pray that you choose him. And I pray that everything works out for you the way that you need and the things that you're looking for. God gives you the clarity to balance those scales, to make good choices. 100% of the time. Every time. Amen. And may you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.